0: Thank you. just happen? Okay, I'm not even kidding you guys. My camera just started recording on its own. Oh, this is how it's gonna be. Okay, I wasn't even recording on this yet. I was just getting a drink and there was this little timer that came up. And it did this little gray thing I've never seen before, and then it just started recording. This is so funny because I actually did a first take just a few minutes ago, and I was like, no, I don't like how this is going. And I was talking about um, poltergeist activity that I have created and which causes things to, you know, move or things to break or... Cameras to record, and I was joking about a tulpa that I left in my parents' house. So, this is so strange that this happened. So, hi, my name is Bertie. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries. I guess we're starting the podcast now. <laughs> I want to say a huge thank you to Chemically Feline, who is a Fae level patron. Chemically Feline is amazing in supporting this podcast, as well as all of our other patrons. So, round of applause for them. Thank you all. You all are what makes creating this podcast possible. And you all are what makes creating our Paranormal Investigation series possible and keeps it free. So if you aren't familiar or if you're new, we do have over on our YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash diaries, an entire investigation season streaming for free and season two is about to start releasing in September. So I'm really excited to dive back in to actually moving from behind the microphone, getting out into the world and investigating some... Anomalous activity. So, today I am going to be talking about our haunted childhood homes. And when I say our, I mean myself and Robert, who is the paranormal investigator of this group. And I cannot believe the activity that goes on all the time at our childhood homes and how ridiculously haunted those houses are. We are going to start with Robert's house. Oh boy. Robert's house. So, if you haven't listened to the origin story episodes, or if you are in the past or future right now and you don't see them, they should be up soon. And in the origin story episodes, Robert does share about growing up in his haunted house and some of the strange activity that he and his entire family had experienced it is really interesting to hear all the things that have happened but long story short he has had a slew of shadow figures of different apparitions spotted of movement of objects and everything that could go bump in the night, including bangs on the doors, chairs moving around the kitchen. If Robert's house was a horror movie, it would be the best one out there because of all the strange things that have happened in that house. So Robert and I went back to this house after five years of not having ever even stepped foot in there and... Of course, it's always on our mind. The first time I met Robert and I went into his house is the first time I told him, hey, I'm a medium. And I told him who was haunting his house and what was in the house and went to validate that by telling him the flooring that was underneath his carpet to prove like, hey, I'm not making this stuff up. Like, I know what's in this house. And um, so he has been a believer from the beginning. And so has his family because he went out and he said, hey, you will never guess what? Bertie just talked about the old guy in my room and the lady and the flooring underneath the carpet that she has no way of knowing about. And everybody was like, oh, cool. You're a medium. Awesome. So that was the strangest experience of my life because that was the first time I had really... Um, told anybody in years and years but again if you want to hear all that go back and listen to the origin story episodes but oh my goodness we walked into the house and robert's dad immediately was like is is there anything still here and hauntings have peaks and valleys so there are times where there's a lot of unexplained activity and there are other times when things seem calm and even with notoriously haunted locations they will report having these waves of paranormal activity happening. So it's completely normal for there to be a period of high activity and then there to be a period to where it's like, "Ooh, I don't even think this place is haunted anymore. So when his dad started asking me, hey, you know, is it still haunted here? What do you feel? I saw the fear in his eyes and I know he doesn't like the activity in his home. And in asking me, hey, is anything here? He also was like, I know nothing's been going on. I know nothing's been going on. I know it's all good here. It's not even haunted anymore. And so while I wouldn't ever do this with a client, this is my father-in-law. I'm going to just go ahead and just... Say what he wants to hear. So, of course, it was like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about anything. It's fine. And honestly, the stuff in their house is never, like, physically harmful. So, ultimately, aside from getting creeped out quite frequently, you know, nothing, nothing is really negatively harming the psyche or the physicality of anybody in the house so a little tiny lie I didn't think was a big deal okay I'm sorry for lying I'm sorry I know I shouldn't have it's my one rule about mediumship is like don't lie and I I just I, I didn't necessarily want to go down like the spirit rabbit hole I didn't want to give a whole fully fledged reading or anything like that we were there to visit and we weren't going to be there for long so i I didn't want to get into it. And honestly, if he wasn't having a problem in his house at the time, who am I to go ahead and just be like, "Uh, yeah, there's still a little boy standing in the shower. Why? I don't know. And freaking him out. So I didn't think that this was a big deal until we're standing, we're talking in the kitchen, catching up, and there's this loud bang in the house. And Robert is standing to where he can look down the hallway. So Robert just slowly moves aside and his eyes are wide and he just stares down the hallway and then stays there for a few minutes before he slowly returns back to his normal position. And myself and his father are just like, what the hell are you looking at? What did you see down the hallway? Robert's like, nothing. And at this point, his dad starts getting freaked out. Robert looks at me. He gives me the look of like, "Uh uh-oh, are we going to do this? And I'm like, no. So um, I was like, I think it was a car door outside, you know? I think somebody slammed a car door or somebody, maybe the trash truck or something went by. I, I don't know what happened. But something, something happened. And we sort of brushed it off and his dad was calming down a little bit but he was still kind of like on edge and freaking out. And he's like, "I swear there's been nothing. There's been nothing. We've had no activity." And I was like, "Uh-huh, great." And then we're talking some more. And then again, there is this huge bang clearly in the house. And Robert again like does this like slide to look into the hallway and is staring down the hallway. And then he just is like, yeah, it's in my old room. And Robert's childhood bedroom is down the hall as well as another bedroom and a bathroom. Cool. So... At this point, I was like, Robert, come on. It's totally somebody outside. Somebody's just making noise. It's the weekend. Who knows? And um, we start to try to play it off, or at least I do. And his dad at this point is completely panicking and We had, when we first come in, walked around the house, we had looked at a few things, and he had the house really cleaned out. He's redoing everything and doing some renovations. Mm -hmm. So the rooms were pretty empty, so the banging was a little strange because there wasn't much in any of the rooms. Eventually, we're standing there, and the bang happens for a third time. And at this point, we're like... Okay, let's go look because clearly um, we, we are disregarding something in the house. Let's just look, see if anything's out of place or whatever. So we all walk down the hallway together and we go into Robert's room. And there is a bracket that's this thick metal bracket like you would use to hold up a shelf in a closet that was right behind the bedroom door. So I will put up a drawing of this room. So essentially, inside the closet, there's a shelf. Four of these brackets were sat on the closet shelf. We could all confirm this because when we came into the house, we walked around the house, and in fact... Robert had pointed out, oh, hey, look at those brackets and nobody touched them. Nobody did anything, but he pointed them out of, oh, my gosh, we were supposed to mount that other shelf and we never did. And it was kind of like a ha ha ha. It's something we never got to. And look at all this time that's passed and they're still sitting there waiting to be used. And then we walked out and these, like I said, they're thick, they're heavy, they're metal. And we had walked out. And nobody was in the room. Nobody was in the rest of the house. And somehow this one bracket had fallen out when they were all kind of woven in together. So it came out of the pile and it fell. But it didn't just fall in the closet like it slipped or something or there's a house settling movement or anything of that sort. It had fallen out of the closet and then two more feet to the side to go around the wall and then to be behind the door. Really weird. Again, we can't say anything's paranormal. It's absolutely unexplained. There is no explanation for it. It shouldn't have happened. But it was really funny. And at that point, I was like, hey, Robert's dad, I'm sorry, your house is still very haunted. But if you're not having a problem with it, who cares? So that's essentially the whole point of if you are living with activity is if it doesn't really bother you, then it's not that big of a deal so you just ignore it and yeah that's sort of how that was left and that's Robert's childhood haunted home still throwing stuff around and being poltergeisty and active and strange so after visiting Robert's haunted home we were going to my old house and I was really nervous to go to my house Last time I visited my house again, which was also five years ago, I had walked into the house and as soon as I walked in, there was an audible female girl scream from my childhood bedroom that not just I heard, but my mom also heard and other people in the house were witnessing the strange, unexplained activity of a very clear and audible scream inside of the house and nobody was back there. I... (laughs) I promise you, all of my friends and family are really annoyed when I come around because when I do, there's always this weirdness that starts happening. And this was the perfect example of the second I walked through the threshold, it's just like, ah, from the other room. And to be honest with you, it sounded like me. It sounded like one of my like death screams. And I just was terrified and we were actually supposed to stay there and we didn't end up staying in that house. Instead of staying in that house, I was so freaked out. Listen, I was so freaked out. We went to stay in Robert's childhood bedroom instead. Yeah. Yeah. The one where stuff is being still thrown around to this day. Yeah. We slept in there instead of in my house because of that scream. What I think is currently there is a tulpa. And my reasoning for this is I have a lot of strange, psychokinetic things that happen when I get upset. So it is very classic for when I'm very angry for me to yell and for a light to blow out for me to yell and for something to like move across the shelf or something. I know it's weird. I know it sounds absolutely insane and it's it's a thing. <laughs> it's happened quite a few times to where when I'm super, super upset, like the emotional outburst has a direct reaction of some sort of poltergeist movement. This has been studied, um, not with me personally, but like the phenomenon has been studied. There's so much about creating poltergeist activity and this sort of energy burst that can happen with people and yeah go study it it's a very well documented phenomenon so it's yeah strange anyway moving aside from that weirdness what has happened I think in my house is that when I was growing up I took all my angst and accidentally piled it all into a being. and so a tulpa is something that's a thought form that can be materialized which can become independent there's some people who can or report that they can create tulpas by just imagining something so this would be not like But similar to an egregore, which would be like Slenderman. So so many people believe in Slenderman that there are reportings and hauntings and experiences with an actual Slenderman, which is not a being that was ever real, but now it is reported and people have had experiences with it to where this is something that has been almost created. And the idea of thought forms isn't necessarily new. But I think this could sort of be what's going on in my parents' house because there is no reported history of a girl haunting the house ever since I've moved out is when I started sensing there being a girl in the house. And not just me, but other people who have come into the house have reported that specifically in my bedroom, they get the feeling and the vibe of a girl who is there. And is sad and all these things and I think that I like made an entity and I have experienced cases like this before where People are like disassociative and when they disassociate their feelings, it almost creates this being of its own that can be awful and dark and dangerous and scary and take on a life of its own. And again, this type of phenomena has been documented in other strange anomalous paranormal cases. So this is something that I'm not just like pulling out of the thin air. Like this is a strange, strange that people have been documenting for a while. But um, there are odd similarities between my angsty self and this entity. So I went into my childhood home thinking that I would sort of either do like a soul retrieval and kind of reclaim that energy back and essentially absorb it to where it wasn't in the house anymore or if it was truly its own entity to ask it to move on and live somewhere else and not necessarily like go into the light or whatever because that's on spirit's own terms but just to like not be in that area so um I thought yeah I'll, I'll do something about it except sometimes I don't necessarily get along super well with my family. And after visiting, I decided to let the spirit stay and wreak havoc. So you're welcome. And yeah, I I honestly didn't feel super bad vibes from it. And My whole thing is if it's not really causing any sort of problem, just let it be. I am a very much a peaceful, (laughs) let things be and work with spirit and live together if you can. And then if it's causing a problem to go ahead and shoo the spirits somewhere else on their way. And yeah, that has been what's been going on. But I want to end this episode with... A Story of Robert Experiencing Psychic Phenomena. And he, oh my goodness, he does not think he's a psychic. And I know I've said, oh, he's a psychic. But this is the thing with talking about strange activity and psychic ability is that everybody is psychic. Everybody has these moments of psychicness. And you don't have to label yourself a psychic or a psychic medium or anything like that because... The whole thing is, these are all things that we all naturally sense, that we all naturally do, that is just a part of the human experience. So we're human. That's all it is. And this was really fun. So Robert wakes up in the morning and we always, when we wake up, hey, how'd you sleep? Good, fine, whatever. Did you have any dreams? Yeah, this is what I dreamt about. Oh, this is what I dreamt about. Whatever. Kind of just check in with each other. And he said that he had a dream that he was being chased by a vampire who had, like, really pointy teeth. All of the teeth were pointy. And he said that he then was doing parkour on monkey bars. And the whole purpose of this was to protect my little brother and that he thought it was a really strange dream and i was like what the hell that's weird and then we went on with our days not thinking anything of it other than you know that was a strange dream so later that day i ended up having a really bad flare up um and i was incapable of moving that day so i spent the day um, on the couch and when we got together in the evening he sat down with me and we ended up just watching some movies and chilling for the rest of the day and we just got disney plus and we were scrolling through it and i seen don't look under the bed which is a movie that i was so scared of as a kid i remember seeing the ads in the little commercials for Don't Look Under the Bed. And there was a scary ass hand that reached out and grabbed like, I don't know. I don't even know if it grabbed anything. It was just a scary hand that reached out from the bed and was like, hee 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 and went back under the bed. And that commercial scared me so bad as a kid that I actually didn't have an under the bed. After that, I... Had a bed frame that directly touched the ground, and then after I had to get rid of those, I just slept with my mattress on the ground like straight up, no bed frame, nothing just a mattress on the ground. And even Robert and I, when we moved in together, we've never ever until recently had our bed up from the floor, we've always kept. A bed that has had a way to where there's no under the bed space. So this this really scared me as a kid. I was just like, uh-uh. I I I'm not dealing with any spirits living under the bed. Never, ever. So <laughs> we were joking and I was like, hey, let's get over a childhood trauma today. Let's watch the movie and see what it's all about. And it was actually really cute. So the whole premise of the movie is that kids have imaginary friends but if they stop believing in their imaginary friend too soon that that imaginary friend will turn into the boogeyman and like haunt them um so the way to fight it was to believe in your imaginary friend again and I was like oh this is so cute I wish I would have like stuck it out and actually watched the movie as a kid because then I wouldn't have been so fearful (laughs) but I didn't and as we're watching this there is a Boogeyman who looks like a vampire and has these sharp, pointy teeth. And the whole point of the main premise is the girl in the story is watching after her little brother. And then this imaginary friend of the little brother, slash turns into a boogeyman character. At one point is doing the monkey bars and starts doing like these flips around the monkey bars. And I'm just like, this is oddly similar to your dream that you told me about. And yeah, does that mean that Robert is now a psychic? No. But that means he has had some sort of strange synchronicity connection to his dream and something that happened like 12 hours later. And I think the fascinating part about all of this is how useless psychicness is. And I say this all the time. I know everybody's like, oh, well, if you were really psychic, you should guess the lottery numbers. And you know what? Maybe I should because that has been so high lately and we all could use the money. So but still, that's just like not how it works. Psychicness is the most mundane, stupid things ever, like having a dream about a dude who looks like a vampire and doing monkey bars and doing parkour from the monkey bars and then seeing a movie with those exact sequence of scenes in it and being like yeah cool what does that get me nothing so I always want to remind everybody how mundane and how non-magical psychicness can be because it's just a part of our human experience and i think it's really interesting that we all can have these strange moments of these premonition or deja vu or things of that sort and we write it off as like oh yeah that was weird but it's so interesting to think about because this is all little cases and little tiny tidbits of proof that maybe there's something else going on woo Who knows? So thank you all for listening to The Spirit Diaries. If I can ask you all to do just one thing, that would be to please go leave a review for this podcast. If you could, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, even on Spotify. It really, really helps boost this podcast and help it reach more people. So if you could do that one thing right now, I would really, really appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Bye.